Today I want to start teaching a series under the subject, Understanding the Will of God, and I want to start from the book of Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and then he said the earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. If we go on further down in verse 26, then God said, let us make man. Of course, in between this, he made every other thing. He made um, the heavens, all the stars that you find inside there. He made living creatures, all right, birds above the earth and fishes in the sea. Of course, he also made the vegetations and all of those things. He now said in verse 26, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. So God created man in his own image, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them in verse 28, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it. Now, uh, why did I read this? This is a portion of the Bible we all know very well. And that's because I want to first start by answering a question that often comes into the hearts of people when we talk about understanding the will of God. The question is that, does God really have a will for my life? It may sound like it's an obvious yes, but I don't think for many people that yes is as clear as it may be to some other people. Once I was somewhere and a man was speaking, and he said that, um, why should the church tell people how to live their lives? They should just tell people about God. And I couldn't understand what he was trying to say. How will I tell you about God and not tell you how to live your life? Because he, people like him, what he, he's saying is that, yes, I believe there is a God, but I do not believe that God has a word to say about my everyday life. And that's what I'm going to address. The issue is that God indeed has something to say about your everyday life. You know, so one, one, one of those philosophers who doesn't believe in God says something. Either there is no God, or God created the heavens and the earth, and then he left everything alone. And that God has not bothered since that time. One of my classmates in university those days said that he couldn't believe that as small as the earth is, because the earth is actually very small compared to the sun, and our sun is just one of over a hundred billion stars in our galaxy, and there are over a hundred billion galaxies out there. So we're actually very small, less than a tiny speck of dust, all right, in this vast universe. He said, why will God be concerned about what happens on the earth? Now, when people talk like this, it is because they do not understand this God. They don't really understand as much as they think that they do. The Bible says that because they did not acknowledge him as God, he has given them over to foolishness. All they are saying are foolish things. Now, let me just answer it directly. I like the fact that the Bible never started with arguments about whether there is a God or there is no God. It just went straight to it. In the beginning, God made the heavens and the earth. Either take it or leave it. I'm just going to tell you what it is that you, ha- you must accept. And that is the fact that God made the heavens and the earth. God made you. And God indeed has a plan for your life. It's like you pick a car. Alright? Or let's even take a mobile phone. So if you have a phone, you know it didn't come by accident. What you will do is to look for the manual, the instructions, and say, what am I supposed to do? How does this thing work? It will never cross your mind to say that the, whoever made that doesn't have a set of rules and regulations for what he made. And that's what I'm talking about, understanding the will of God. The will of God is not just what God desires. That's part of it. But the will of God is the set of rules and regulations that God put in place when he manufactured, in quotes, when he manufactured this earth. And when they manufactured us, that is the way we look at a product like a phone, your television, your fridge, you know, any equipment that you have in your home. 
those things that are written down by Sony, by Samsung, you know, by uh, Toshiba, whoever made your equipment, are the things that we can call the will of those manufacturers. In the same manner, God could not have made you and made me and made the universe and not put instructions in place concerning how we are supposed to live. And those are the things that are called the will of God. Yes, indeed, God has a will by virtue of the fact that he's a creator. There must be a will. There must be a will. Otherwise, the created thing will run out of order. Now, when people don't acknowledge God as God, that is when they run away from his will. That is when they don't do the things that are pleasing in his sight. Let me say something to you about God and being pleasing to God. God is not, a, if you hurt me, I will feel bad, you know. If I tell you to do, do this, you don't do that, I will, you will hurt my feelings. That's not how it is. He's more like the manufacturer we are talking about. If you say this equipment, do not use it inside the rain. And you use it inside the rain. It will spoil. It is not because the manufacturer is angry. It is because he did not make it to be used inside the rain. Now, that is what sin is. That is what it means to go against the will of God. It is not as if God is angry, all right? Though he has emotions, he can be angry, but that's not the primary thing about it. It is that we are breaking the rules. You are breaking his order. And when you do things against his rules, you will suffer what the Bible calls the just recompense of reward. These are just natural consequences. If you don't follow the will of God for your life, what happens is that your life will run out of order. You will be like a man who bought a television and decided that he wants to go swimming and he wants to watch it under the pool. He puts it inside. It will stop working. You can come out and be complaining. My enemies are after me. And I bought the television the other day. It's not working anymore. It is not the enemy's fault. It is that you took your TV and you put it inside water. Sometimes we are not aware of the rules. If you are not aware of the rules, God will not say the rules don't apply to you anymore. No, what he will do is that he will show you mercy. He can correct you, have you return. He can forgive you and help you repair the thing that you spoiled. That's the meaning of forgiveness. When God helps us repair the things that we have spoiled by going against his rules. But what have I tried to explain today? And that is the fact that indeed God has a will. God has a will. His will is a set of rules and regulations he has written for every affair of life because he created life. There is a purpose for which he created you. There is something specific that he says you must do on this earth. And doing those things is what we call walking in the will of God. Let me just say this quickly before I close. One, there is a general will that applies to everybody. We must never forget that. Some of the things we call the commandments of God, they are the things that we can call the general will of God. All right? It applies to everybody. For example, you hear things like, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not bear false witness. That applies to every single human being when we are looking at the general commandments of God. However, now listen, however, your individual life also God has something that he is saying about you. And many of us realize that. So we are concerned about how do I know the will of God for my life? And that's a very good question. You must be concerned about it because if you're not working the will of God for your life, then you're exposed to the works of the devil. You're exposed to things going wrongly. Like I said earlier, if you have the equipment, you don't know how to use it, it will spoil. Many of us, our lives are going out of order. Why are these things happening to us? Because we have not discovered the will of God. And the general thing, let me just say it again, these days is that Christians now go and start pointing accusing fingers at enemies. It is a problem in today's Christianity. Anything goes wrong with my life, it is an enemy. You find a man, this, this may sound very ridiculous, but it's a matter of fact. People do things as silly as this. You know, he has not changed the oil of his engine in the last uh, maybe one year, and he's been driving the car up and down. The oil is very thin. Then one day the engine knocks. 
What does he say? My enemies said I will not prosper. So they have knocked my engine. Now listen, if they indeed knocked your engine, they didn't go to your engine, they went to your mind. They made you so foolish that you did not know you were supposed to service your engine. But if you had bothered to learn the rules for maintenance of your car, those enemies would not have been able to knock your engine. In the same manner, if you have bothered to know the rules for running your family, the enemies would not have been able to scatter your marriage. If you had bothered to know the will of God concerning running your business, those enemies would not have been able to scatter that business. Many of the things we blame on these so-called enemies is nothing but our own ignorance. It's nothing but our own refusal to follow the will of God for whatever it is that we are doing. I like one thing that Napoleon was quoted to have said. He said, never ascribe to conspiracy what can be explained by incompetence. And that's the issue. Many things that we are doing, we are incompetent in doing them. And we now ascribe it to the conspiracy of the enemies. We must learn the will of God if things are going to work rightly for us. You have just listened to a radio message by Pastor Banky. More of this and other messages are available from our website, kwm.com.ng. To contact us, write us at radiosermons at gmail.com and do not forget to do your part in spreading the kingdom of God by sharing this message with someone else. Thank you for listening and may the fruit of this word blossom in your life.